Hello, my name is Gary Shotton, and today we're going to talk about seeds. You know, these are seeds like you plant in a garden, like a corn seed or a wheat seed, and, and we're going to discuss how that uh, is kind of an example of how we can grow and excel in our business affairs. So, uh, first of all, it's amazing that uh, a seed is uh, what it is. It's just a very small uh, item. Uh, Logically, um, there's only two things you can do with seeds that are productive. You can either um, plant it, which we're going to talk about, and grow it and water it and fertilize it and cause it to grow into something that produces a harvest. And you can take those seeds again and plant again. Or you can eat it, grind it up, normally for flour or something, uh, some kind of a digestive thing. And so um, we're going to talk about the the planting side of it. I got to mention this. I'm so happy that I was raised in a farm and ranch, and I was uh, our my dad was a wheat farmer, and that meant I worked for him as a youngster all the way through college. and And boy, so many of the Bible stories and examples have, I think, another meaning to me if someone that's in agriculture compared to somebody that's not, because so much of the Bible and New Testament, especially is tied to what was a common thing there, agro-business. And uh, I'm familiar with seeds and planting them. I'll just give a quick example in the start here. Uh, I had read the, uh, uh, the parable that uh, God gave different talents to different people, and some uh, 20, 40, uh, 20, 40, 60, and 100-fold return on, uh, on uh, uh, the planting of a seed. And uh, I, a uh, hundredfold return would mean if you planted one seed, uh, you would gain uh, back a uh, hundred seeds. Well, I took that literally. I went out to our farm and I watched where we had planted one seed of wheat. And I couldn't believe it. That seed of wheat would bring up some 20 to 30 shocks. That would be uh, shoots coming up out of the ground. On the top of each one of those shoots is a head of wheat. And on top of each one of those heads of wheat was where the kernels were, the, the rows of kernels. And sometimes there's two rows and sometimes there's three rows if we got enough moisture. Well, there would be between 20 and 30 shoots, that's things that came up out of the ground, the stalk. And on top of that, there could be an inside of each um, head or each head of wheat. Uh, if there's two rows or three rows, there could be anywhere from uh, 20 to uh, 30 seeds on each stock. Well, if you do the math, 20 times 20 is 400 return, and 30 times 30 is 900 uh, uh, seeds, if I got that right. And so there could be 900 seeds uh, come from one stock, one seed into the ground. I thought that was so interesting. Well, back to the main course here. Uh, uh, the seed is so small. And we have become now accustomed to believe that if we plant that seed in the ground and there's a little bit of water and a little bit of moisture and a little bit of fertilizer, that it will grow and sprout and produce more seeds. Well, that's a perfect example of seed time and harvest where we have to recognize that ideas that come our way are many times are so small, so insignificant, like that seed is so insignificant to my need that one seed put in the ground would reproduce at least 100, 200, 300, 400 times over. And yet we're accustomed to that. But in the natural world, 
a lot of times we overlook that little seed, that little thing that God has provided for us to get started in our business. We are thinking, there's no way that's going to make any difference. I've got to find something bigger. I've got to find something that's faster, uh, and I've got to find it quick, and, and I can't wait for the process of this to happen. Well, that's not, I believe, the best way for you to learn. I believe you need to start many times with something quite small, as for sure, in your first business, and grow step by step with that. It's interesting that we have now phone calls going to developing nations, and I had a, several phone calls to the nation of Haiti with sometimes 30, 20, 30, or 40 people in the room. And I would find out that in that room there's not one person that has a job, not one person has a regular income. And I'm thinking, how can I help them financially? Oh, why don't I send them money? That's not the answer. So I came to the conclusion it's this lesson of seeds. There's some seed, there's something in your presence, there's something before you right now that if you would take that and take your first action step, that God would see that and he would cause that to multiply far beyond your expectation. And I still believe that. God will never forsake us, never leave us alone. There's, he's faithful who will not allow us to be tested above that, that we're able to make success in that. But will with that success, with, with that opportunity, make a way of escape that we can come through that together. So uh, some countries are just desperate. They don't have any set of any income, yet I believe there's an answer. I convinced that God will not leave you without help, and he has placed things in your path. Now, here's some other things we can consider. Uh, we shouldn't, in this situation, blame others. Certainly don't blame God for our situation. We are looking around in a difficult financial situation, and we say, what is the answer? Don't blame people. It's my parents. They made me be in this situation. It's the, my society. It's my economy. It's the government. Oh, the government gets a lot of blame for a lot of stuff. So don't fall into that trap. Uh, and, and look, uh, instead of blaming others, look inwardly to yourself and say, now what can I do with this? What are the lessons that I'm learning? How can I learn from this experience? There's always lessons that are adding to your experience that's going to be beneficial to you be, being uh, uh, taken care of down the line. And, and I'm going to give some examples, at least one good example here. Sometimes you have to look deep and, and realize that, that there's some mistakes that caused you to be in this financial situation. So be truthful with yourself. Correct that. Be accountable with funds, accountable with your monies. Uh, don't let pride come in that you won't lower yourself to do something that's that, like it's beneath me to pick up a shovel and dig a, dig a ditch. Maybe that's what you've gotten for the time being. Maybe you need to work there just a little bit to be humble just a little bit. Who knows? And uh, uh, that normally, though, work is a big part of the answer when you're first getting started. And just be very willing to start small and start grow step by step, just like that little bitty seed. Well, let me give you one quick example. I moved to my new town here about 35 years ago, and I had three small children. They're grown now. They have children bigger than my, my kids when they were there. So my grandkids are much older than my kids were at that time. And 
we had come here with an expectation that I would get a good, nice job because I already had a college degree. I had 10 years experience and I'm just telling you there was no job of any nature that was satisfactory. And I heard this message. It was a sermon. Use what you're, what's in your hand. There's a seed. There's something in your hand that you can get started. And I looked out my front window at my house where I was staying, and I had parked there a horse trailer. It's a trailer that we had used to move furniture from our old home to our new home here more than a 1,000 miles away to the new home, my new arrangement. And I looked out there, and here's this trailer just sitting there. And I said, well, that could work. So I put an ad in the paper that said, let me help you move. It's like moving furniture from one house to the other. And I gave the dimensions. I said, it's a 5-foot by 16-foot trailer. Uh, it was uh, uh, used normally for hauling horses, but I didn't use that word in my advertisement, and I just started moving people. I had to do what I'm talking about. I had to humble myself. I am a degreed engineer with 10 years' experience. What am I doing out here just moving furniture? Oh, that was humbling, but I swallowed my pride. And then I said, man, this is so small, but you know, right away I started getting a little money, and I got money to feed my family and money for tuition and money for the rent, money for my expenses. And I, I'm on a roll here. And so I started with what I had, step by step by step. And I can't go in the details on this right now, but it went from that horse trader that was a, pulled behind my family car to one truck, and then from that truck to a second truck. And then I actually decided this could be a really business. Up until then, it was part-time, just to fill in, the, fill in the gap, make a little money, to pay the bills. But then I said, I'll make it a business. And I grew to the point over 17 years where I had a large warehouse and I had many employees and had a number of trucks that were capable of, of driving anywhere in the United States, moving furniture, moving people. I moved people internationally to multiple countries around the world. I had uh, what we call truck rental services. And so I'm telling you that I lived this. I had a very small seed, an idea. I planted that. I watered. I took care of it. And it took me through 17 years raising my family. My kids all went through college. I bought and built a large building that later on became an equity that I could use for this business. And, and so I'm just telling you that God has a plan for you if you're willing to start small. It's like a seed. Plant that seed. Find it, plant it, water it, fertilize it, and watch it grow. Take care of it, and you'll see some results. Thanks for being a part of Inspiring Better Business.